When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, guys? Welcome to a new episode of Wrestling World. I hope everyone is having a great day. Hope you all are doing well. I know I am. We are officially on the road to WrestleMania. The Royal Rumble 2021 is now over. And the Rated R Superstar Edge will be going to Wrestlemania to challenge the champion of his choosing. Now rumors are that it's going to be Roman Reigns. I for one hope so because honestly I don't think him and Drew McIntyre would put on a a very good match compared to what him and Roman Reigns can do. I definitely feel as if Edge should go against Roman Reigns. That's just my opinion. But we'll see what happens. Um, a lot can happen. I, I know I always say that, but it's true. And, and what shape will Edge be in? He's had a lot of injuries in the past. He recently just got a very tricep injury that kept him out of pro wrestling for a good while. Yes, he's back now, but will he stay healthy? I hope I hope for one that he does. Because we love Edge. We you know we want to see Edge. He officially ended his rivalry with Randy Orton this past Monday on on Raw. So, it's going to be exciting to see his road to WrestleMania. It's going to be exciting to see if he can recapture the world championship that he never lost. The world championship that he had relinquished when he retired. And and I, I think that him and Roman could put on a good match. You know, Roman is the top heel on SmackDown. And Edge at this point, he's basically a top babyface. Now when it came down to the Royal Rumble match, and Edge announced that he was going to be a participant in this match, I knew I had my winner, man. Um, Edge... He, he he was definitely the winner. Now, I did pick Daniel Bryan in the beginning, but when Edge announced that he was gonna, going to be a participant in the match, I was like, man, I gotta go with Edge. I mean, I could have, I could bet money, money on Edge, man. Could have won a lot of money, I guess, but, uh, um, but yeah, Edge is officially the winner of the 2021 Royal Rumble match. I thought the match he had with Randy Orton this past Monday was decent. Obviously, that had a shocking finish to it, but not really shocking, I should say, but creepy, but we'll get into that in a little bit. This past Monday was a night of returns. Not only did we see returns in the Royal Rumble match itself, but we saw returns on Monday Night Raw. But before we get into that, I want to talk about something real quick. Some news broke yesterday. Lars Sullivan has now been released from his WWE contract. Apparently, he was released last month, and WWE did this quietly. Nobody knew... Lars Sullivan had been released. Un- 
until yesterday. This comes as no surprise that he was released. WWE wasn't using him properly. They, they weren't using him as they should. This is a man who came up from the main roster and was promised a big push, as I've said in my previous episodes. Obviously, that didn't happen. WWE had other plans. I know he had suffered an anxiety attack and was sent home the first time. And he dealt with an injury. And now he came back and, and he was ready for a push and they didn't push him. Now apparently he no-showed for a TV taping at some point and Vince McMahon decided not to push him. Vince McMahon decided not to put him on TV and not to give him this big push that he was promised. Which, nobody knew this. Nobody knew that this was the reason he was taken off of TV. Nobody knew what was going on, but now we know. But this comes as no surprise that he was released. Lars Sullivan obviously had some backstage heat for recent comments he made. And he was in you know, a few films, <laughs> but we're not going to get into that. Um, but yeah, this is no surprise to me. Now it does suck. It, it kind of sucks because somebody with his talent, you know, get getting hurt, you know, early in his career with an injury, coming back and not being pushed, it does suck. But what role would Lars Sullivan play coming back? I mean, on SmackDown, you already have Roman Reigns, who was a top hill. On Monday Night Raw, you have The Fiend Bray Wyatt, who, yes, he is a babyface, but he's a top, he's a monstrous babyface. He's one of the top babyfaces. So what exactly would they do at Lars Sullivan? They could have just put him in NXT, you know, like I've said, with guys they don't use, but now we know why he was taken off of TV. I wish we were given, you know, kind of heads up about this. You know, some information about it, but whatever. Things happen, I guess, I don't know. Um, but yeah, Lars Sullivan is officially gone. But this makes me wonder what they'll do with guys like Keith Lee now. Can the same happen to Keith Lee? I don't believe he was even in the Royal Rumble match. Which is a, which to me is a shame. Which I don't know if he was in the Royal Rumble match. I don't remember, but um, I don't believe he was. The Royal Rumble match itself, yes, we got to see Edge, but I think for the most part, everybody kind of expected him to win the Rumble, which to be honest, if, you know, if Edge wasn't announced for the Royal Rumble and he returned as a surprise, as like number 30, I think it would have been way more exciting for the WWE to not announce it at all for Edge to not announce that he was going to be a participant and for him to just show up as number 30. I think that would have been so much better. Because then people would have been excited, people wouldn't have been expecting it. But when he announced that he was going to be a participant, then everybody, I think, kind of expected edge to win which it still was exciting don't get me wrong but it would have been way more exciting to see edge come back and that's not expected but like I said the Royal Rumble match it was okay 
Now I, I did expect a little more out of it. Obviously, you know, WWE, they use their legends to come back to give them some airtime. But I was expecting more. Because I was expecting guys like Aleister Black to return. Or guys like Andrade to return. We didn't see that. And like I said, I don't even think Keith Lee was in the match. So I'm wondering, you know, what status is Keith Lee in WWE? What is his status? What role is he playing? Because Keith Lee hasn't had much success on the main roster. Let's be fair. I mean, you, I don't think anybody can argue with that. The fact that he hasn't had much success. Which to me, somebody with his talent would benefit in another company at this point. Because honestly, I thought Keith Lee should have won the Rumble last year. I mean, yes, that was given to McIntyre, but... Keith Lee was the breakout star. Now where now where is he going? With Lars Sullivan being released, what what does this do for Keith Lee? Does that mean there's going to be more releases to come? I mean, honestly, if it's up to me, I'm releasing Retribution. But hey, that's besides the point. But uh, anyway, um, <laughs> what what are we going to see with Keith Lee? on the main roster will he receive a big push but not only was he not in the rumble but there were there were several other guys not in the rumble I expected Samoa Joe to return and that didn't happen yes we've seen Seth Rollins return we've seen Carlito return you know we've seen those guys return but other than that, it was kind of a letdown for me. At this point, can we see somebody like Aleister Black be released from their contract? Honestly, yeah, I can see it coming. It's, it's bound to happen. They're not using him. They're not using Andrade, who... Andrade is a former United States Champion. Andrade had great matches with Rey Mysterio. But because of Vince McMahon, you know Vince McMahon, if he doesn't see something he likes, you don't get a push. And, and every week, you know, I come on this podcast and I talk about wasted talent. Because it is so frustrating to see guys we want to see, and we don't get to see them. Now, I know not a lot of people are talking about Alistair Black or Andrade, but I make it a point to talk about them because I feel like they've been forgotten. I feel creative has forgotten them. I feel WWE has forgotten them as a whole. When guys like this would benefit in other companies, such as All Wrestling or even Impact for that matter. And Aleister Black, man, he has an awesome character. He does. So I expected him to him to return, but that didn't happen. We did see Seth Rollins return. Um, Carlito, like I said, the Hurricane, people like that. But other than Edge returning and winning, there wasn't a lot of excitement. It was more or less the same people you see last year. I think the only thing exciting about last year's WrestleMania was the fact that Edge returned. 
And like I said, if they would have kept it a surprise that he was returning and winning the Rumble, if they wouldn't have said anything at all, I think it would have been a lot better. But hey, that's just me. I'm not a booker. They could have done something completely different, something completely better. But I'm satisfied with the outcome. If anybody deserves it, it's Edge. If anybody deserves to come back and win, it's Edge. I've also heard rumors that he has he pitched this idea himself. I'm not sure how true that is. But I don't know. Whether he did it or he didn't, he deserves it. That's just my opinion. But I'm satisfied with the outcome. I am. Now. On to the return of Lana. She is just the first of many to return. Not only in the Royal Rumble, but on Monday Night Raw. Now, we spoke about Lana in the past, about her push, how it was halted. And to me, I believe it was halted by Charlotte Flair, a returning Charlotte Flair at that point. Now, I'm surprised Lana's returned because honestly, I thought she'd been one to get released. Now, I don't know why she was taken off of TV. She did put pictures on Instagram, or I believe it was Twitter, I don't know. But she put pictures of her injured, of some type of injury. She had like a crutch on and a cast, I, I don't know. But I don't know if it was real or fake. But, um, she has now returned and this is a surprise because Lana is somebody that I thought wouldn't wouldn't receive a push due to her husband being in all elite wrestling but I guess I was wrong and now she is receiving a tag team opportunity a tag team title match to face the new tag team champions Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax who Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax I don't even understand why they're still a team I get that they need top heels in the tag team division but somebody like Shayna Baszler who I've said before could be a singles competitor now I highly doubt that Lana and Naomi can win but that's to be seen maybe they'll resume the push of Lana maybe they will continue this I don't know I'm hoping kind of hoping so Lana does deserve a little something I mean I'm not a big fan of Lana but hey the girl went through tables for 8 weeks straight she deserves something out of it so give her the credit where it's due. Whether you like her or not as a wrestler, it is what it is. Now Naomi was somebody, somebody else who returned. I, I believe she returned at the Royal Rumble. But she was on this past Monday on Raw as Lana's tag team partner. kind of cool to see her return you know she's had a run with the Smackdown Women's Championship I know injuries have played a role in her career so depending on if she stays healthy enough I could see her having a decent run with one in the tag team division I think the tag team division is looking okay right now with all these recent returns. I do think the tag team division could shape up to be something decent. If booked properly. But it, it all depends on the booking at this point. 
because they have all these women returning to the main roster, to Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. So the tag team division probably can look a little better. Like I said, I don't agree with with Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler being tag team champions. That's nothing against Nia. I just feel as if somebody like Shayna Baszler could benefit more as a singles competitor than she would in the tag team division. Because she's just too good of a singles competitor. I, I think she's one of the, be- the best heels on the roster in the women's division. And like I've said, this is somebody who should have beaten Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. She was taken off of TV at WrestleMania, and then she comes back and she's thrown in this tag team with Nia Jax. Who, like I said, I'm not a big fan of Nia, but this is nothing against Nia. I just feel like Shayna deserves a little bit more credit than what she's given. So, how long is this going to last, is my question. I thought that when, you know, that whole feud... I honestly thought that whenever Charlotte and Asuka were feuding with Shayna and Nia, that, that Charlotte and Asuka would go over. And that we would see the end of Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. You know, I thought for a minute we'd see, you know, Shayna be a singles competitor. That didn't happen. Which this comes as, as a surprise because... Like I said, I feel as if Shayna should be a women's champion. Kind of gets under your skin a little bit. But Nia and Shayna could pull it off with proper booking. I don't want to see them as tag champs for long term. I would, I would like to see Naomi and Lana get the belts. Eventually and see what kind of push they'd be given. I mean, they do have the talent right now. And this is the main roster. I think everybody kind of deserves an opportunity. I think the women's division could shape up and be a lot better now with all these recent returns. I hope WWE doesn't drop the ball because you know they're capable of doing so. (laughs) We've seen it in the past, guys. We've seen it too many times. So, it really just depends on what happens here. What they can do. And what they can pull off. Okay, moving on. Another recent return. Carlito has returned after being away from WWE for 10 years. This one shocked me, guys. This is the only return that really shocked me. I didn't expect Carly to return to return to WWE because he had sent a tweet out. Uh, he had sent a tweet out you know, a couple weeks ago talking about if WWE wants me, then they can put me in something decent other than a backstage segment. He had, he said something along the lines of that. So it did surprise me that he returned because I wasn't expecting this. For Carlito to be away from WWE for as long as he did, this was a surprise to me. This was shocking to me because I did not expect this. This is a man who I used to watch growing up. I remember his first United States Championship win was on his debut of SmackDown against John Cena. And I I remember growing up hating Carlito as a kid. He would spit that apple in people's faces, man. And I just remember him just hating him as a kid. I don't know why, because he was a funny hill. He, He was fun to watch. I actually got to see Carlito live. 
I had front row seats at West Banco Arena, and I got to see Carlito live. Among many other stars, I got to see. But Carlito has always been a great talent. Carlito also wrestled with his brother Primo, who some of you may remember. Now, he's had a decent run at WWE, you know, I would say. He's been away for so long. And I believe that his role now will be to, to, to put over some of the, the newer guys. I don't see Carlito getting a big push. I see him putting over some of the newer talent. You know, he's the older guy now. He's not the, he's not the young buck. So it, it would be cool to see how he works with these younger guys. Like Elias. Or Jackson Riker. Or Ricochet. Or maybe even Mustafa Ali. Who he could put over. I do see a lot of exciting feuds for Carlito in the near future. Now, he is a babyface currently at this point. But they could always, you know, do a little hill turn. I would like to see him feud with Jeff Hardy as a hill. Like Carlito be a hill and feud with Jeff Hardy. I would like to see that. I think that'd be fun. But I think now his role is just to be to put over some of the newer talent. Which I don't see why it would be. Why, why it wouldn't be, sorry. I believe that will be his role. Of course, we're going to see some... We're going to see him spit some apples in people's faces. I hope they do bring that back. That whole gimmick. It was entertaining. Even though I would hate to be on the receiving end of getting an apple spit in my face, but that was Carlito's gimmick back then, and I hope they bring it back. That's why people enjoy Carlito. Some might say he's not the, the best in-ring worker. He's not the greatest talent they have on the roster, but he is fun to watch. So I'm hoping they bring that whole Apple thing back. <laughs> I think it's fun. Like I said, it would be fun to see him feud with Elias. Who, again, Elias never really found his footing. Elias is somebody who feuded with Jeff Hardy. And as we've seen, that really hasn't gotten nowhere. It really hasn't. It, 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 it seems like Nothing can really elevate Elias at this point. He's had decent feuds with guys. But it's gotten nowhere. And he's been on the main roster for a good few years now. And honestly, I believe the only title he's held was the 24-7 championship, which is a joke title. It's not even a legit championship. It's not something being taken serious. Look at look at our truth. He's had it so many times, but um, Elias at this point, it's a shame. What's what's going on with him? Now, uh, I guess some people could say Elias doesn't need a championship to be a legit threat in WWE to be taken serious on the main roster. But at this point in his career, he's had so many feuds that just haven't been going anywhere to where now I think he kind of needs a championship win. He needs to be champion. When he was a babyface, I think he was decent. And he was very over with the fans. Why they chose to turn him hill again, I don't know. Whether they turned him hill or babyface, it really doesn't matter. And, and, I, and I've seen that over and over with him. They turn him hill, it gets nowhere. They turn him babyface, it gets nowhere. And you can't blame his character. Because his character is, what, what, is what's getting him over with the crowd. 
Obviously, he's over with the crowd, but maybe he's just not over with Vince McMahon or creative. Because I'm a fan of Elias. I'm not just saying that because he's from Pittsburgh. It's just he... He's somebody I feel should have been given a high push since day one of coming over to NXT. I believe this guy has been overlooked. Whenever he first debuted on the main roster, you know, people kind of felt he would never get anywhere. And I believe he's went farther than a lot of people may give him credit for. And I wish they would book him properly. He's been on SmackDown. He's been on Raw. It's just gotten nowhere. He's even put out an album, <laughs> you know. <laughs> maybe he's more. Maybe he's more over on, on the album. I don't know. But it seemed as if Jeff Hart. It seems as if when he, whenever he feuded with Jeff Hardy, and they introduced Jackson Riker, it seemed as if Elias would get a big push, and it seemed as if Jackson Riker would get a big push, but that of it, that's not happening. It's no surprise, but but the direction that WWE seemed to be going was that Elias would get a bigger push. When Elias cut that promo saying he was reborn, saying that he was coming back as something else, teasing something, everybody kind of expected him to get a big push. Now, I do think pairing him up with Jackson Riker, a returning Jackson Riker, if that was a mistake. It doesn't hurt that Jackson Riker is involved with Elias, but it's not getting anywhere. And I think somebody like Jackson Riker um, could end up being a bigger starter than Elias. He could be the one receiving a big push because of this current feud. Because of this current back and forth that we're seeing from Jeff Hardy and Elias. I think eventually we're going to see Jackson Riker be the breakout star. And Elias just be the sidekick. A little bit of a role reversal if so. That's what I believe. Um... Because that's what we're seeing. We're seeing Jackson Riker become the star. Now I will say Jackson Riker hasn't had a good success in WWE. He was a member of the Forgotten Sons. Obviously that's been forgotten, right? Um, but they paired him with Elias. And it's, it's been kind of a up and downhill from there. I do believe Jackson Riker will be the breakout star at one point. I do believe something's going to happen. And Elias will just be forgotten about. He'll be put another feud with someone else and that'll get nowhere. Because it doesn't seem like WWE will ever take him seriously at this point. And it's shameful. It really is. But... They just have, I think they have too many guys on the roster that they just don't know what to do with. Honestly, I'd like to meet some of the creative guys that write this. But we're not going to get into that because if I go into that, I'm just going to be ranting here for 20 minutes. And I only have an hour an hour on this podcast to do so, so we're not going to get into that today. Maybe on another episode. But anyways, guys, um, we did see Edge's return, like I said. Edge is officially on the road to WrestleMania. As I said in the beginning of the episode, I'm hoping he stays healthy. For his sake, for his career, to have a decent run for one last title run. I do hope he stays healthy. Edge deserves this. 
So I'm I'm really just hoping that they do something. That this isn't the last of, that we see of Edge win or lose at WrestleMania. Whether he wins or he loses, I hope this isn't the end. Because Edge could have a decent run. He could. This is a title that he never lost. And Edge, I mean, I you gotta give him credit. He still puts on a great performance. He does, even at his age. For being away from WWE for so long and putting on a performance like he's doing, hats off, go to him, man. He's doing great. And if this is the way he's going to end his career, then I'm all for it. He's ending it on his terms. Another thing I want to point out about Edge, man, is he's cutting the best promos of his career. Those backstage promos that he's doing, I give it five stars, man. He's doing great. He shows a lot of emotion in his promos. Like, and this just isn't something that's written up and, and, and thrown at him. You can tell this is this is really him. This is coming from him. This is coming from his heart, how he feels. Because you could see the emotion in his face. And when you could see that type of emotion in a promo, you know they're cutting it well. You know that somebody's cutting a promo well when they can do promos like that with actual emotion and make it look legit. But this isn't just him cutting a scripted promo. Like I said, you can tell. This is him. So not only am I loving his in-ring return, but the promos to me are just amazing. And Edge to me, I've, I've always enjoyed his promos. I've always thought he could cut a good promo. He, I think next to Chris Jericho, in my opinion, I think he's very good at promos. I think he can outshine Chris Jericho maybe in promos. And why I compare him to Chris Jericho it's because Chris Jericho was one of my favorite guys who could do promos. I think Chris Jericho is one of the best talkers in pro wrestling. And I think Edge is up there with him. Guys like Edge, CM Punk, Chris Jericho, Bray Wyatt, even Cena, you know, The Rock. Guys like that who can cut promos. Steve Austin. People like that. So Edge is definitely up there, man. Edge is a good worker in the ring. He can cut a solid promo. You just got the whole package in one, man. But like I said, even his age, him putting on the show that he's doing, it, it's perfect. It's great. But he is officially on the road to WrestleMania, and I'm hoping... The rest for WrestleMania, they book Roman versus Edge, the top heel versus the top babyface. Now I don't know what's going to happen if they book it. I'll, I'll be surprised if Roman drops the title, assuming that Edge, you know, will have a decent title run. But they could always book McIntyre versus Edge, which I could see happening as well, because Roman is the top heel. It'd be hard to see them take the title off Roman so soon. Now, Roman has had a decent run. Now, that last man standing match that Roman had, I don't believe it was... Uh, I don't know. The finish to that match was just kind of iffy. I think it could have been better. But, uh... Yeah, it definitely could have been better because the matches that um, Kevin... Owens and Roman Reigns were putting on before that were much better than the one they had this past Sunday at the Royal Rumble. Which this match, I get the stipulation. I get that they want to up the ante a little bit. But this match just could have been a one-on-one -on -one singles match. There really was no need for a stipulation given the success they've had in their recent matches. 
and Kevin Owens is a solid worker. You know, he can work. I, I don't think, obviously, the Roman will feud with Kevin going into WrestleMania. I don't think this will go past, you know, the Elimination Chamber coming up. I, I do feel at some point that Edge and Roman will feud. Maybe they'll, you know, move Edge over to SmackDown. Because even though Edge is on Raw right now, I don't believe he's assigned to a certain roster. I, I, I just, I don't think he is. And, and being that Roman is the current Universal Champion on SmackDown, they would have to move Edge over to SmackDown if even that is the plan for Roman and Edge at WrestleMania. Now, like I said, they always could, you know, do Drew McIntyre versus Edge. There's always that that could happen. But honestly, I would love to see Edge and Roman. I think that's the only match to book. I think it makes sense. Because I think if you book Edge versus McIntyre, I don't think it'd be very exciting. And I really don't see McIntyre holding on to this belt very much longer. I just feel McIntyre's run could be better as a, as a heel. But hey, that's beside the point. We'll get into that in another episode. Um... But it just depends on what they'll do. I, I do hear rumors that, that Roman could face the Rock at WrestleMania. There is that rumor. I don't think that'll be this year. Hopefully not. Even though it would be great to book. But I do think they're saving that for a later date. WWE has the current roster to book matches. So I don't think they'll you know, call on somebody like The Rock to have a match. Just not now, at least. You know, Roman's too hot as a as a heel right now to be having a match at that caliber. Not saying he couldn't right now, but like I said, that WWE have they have the current roster. Um, this can go either way. This is the road to WrestleMania. Anything can happen. Anything can happen with McIntyre, Roman, Edge, even Randy Orton. You know, Randy Orton can, can get involved at some point. So much that can go down right now. Anything can happen in the road to WrestleMania. That's to be known. After the Royal Rumble, anything goes. We could see anything. After the Rumble, it's always exciting. Because that's when things start to heat up a little bit. Now one thing for me that was a letdown for the Royal Rumble. Was the fact that the Fiend Bray Wyatt didn't return. Now I'm, I'm going to try not to spend a little bit of time on this. I, I, I do want to talk about something else a little bit. But uh. Yeah, I, th I think it was a letdown, but I think if, if Bray Wyatt did return at the Royal Rumble, I think that would have took taken the excitement away from Edge winning the Rumble. And I think a lot of people, you know, were expecting Bray Wyatt to return. And they want to make this a surprise. They, they want Bray Wyatt to make a surprise return. The last thing they want at this point is for people to expect it. For people to expect him to return. You want to keep people guessing. Especially with a character like The Fiend. You want to keep people wondering what's going to happen next. I get it. And that's fine. I can wait for Bray Wyatt to return. Even though I'm a fan and I'm getting antsy as well. And so are the, the fans on Twitter. Obviously you can see if you go on Twitter. I can wait because, and this is why, because Alexa and Randy are killing it. They're keeping us entertained. If Alexa and Randy Orton weren't keeping us entertained, I'd say, hey, bring back The Fiend immediately. We need The Fiend right now. This storyline is dragging, but it's not because, the, because Randy Orton and Alexa are killing it right now. 
this past Monday we seen Randy Orton versus Edge. We seen Alexa get involved and this black liquid come out of her mouth, which I assumed is some type of blood. I don't know. Um, but it it was creepy, man. Um, but we 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 see something new from them every week, and it's not it's not repetitive. It's not something we see every week. It's something new. It's something fresh. They keep us intrigued every week because we want to know what happens next. We want to tune in to Monday Night Raw and see what happens. Like I said, if they weren't doing that, I'd say bring back the Fiend immediately. But because they're killing the storyline the way they are, they're doing so great, then I think people you know, can wait. And I think before we know it, the Fiend will return. Now, will he return with a new mask? You know, what will he look like when he returns is beyond me. Nobody knows at this point. I will say, the only thing that is a letdown for me in this storyline is the fact that Randy Orton didn't have burns on his face at the Rumble. Or this past Monday. Because last week, Randy Orton had the burn marks on his face from when Alexa threw a fireball in his face. Which WWE could have sold more. WWE did not sell that injury like they should have. I feel as if, you know, WWE wants to do things right, wants to do things right and sell this injury. Randy should have had the burn marks on his face for at least a couple more weeks to kind of, you know, sell it a little more and make it more believable. Because in reality, if somebody gets burned like that, they're going to have those burn marks for a few weeks for WWE to just show those burn marks for like a week and then drop it. It's kind of goofy in my opinion. Especially when you think of how he burned the Fiend to death. Because I am expecting the Fiend to come back with some type of burn marks on his face. To symbolize the burning he took in. The burning he, he has taken from Randy Orton. The TLC. So to me that was a letdown for this feud. Now, the feud as a whole, I think, is great. Alexa Bliss, who I can't get enough credit to, is just killing this character. And we see different versions from her every week. We see something new. So, to me, I think Alexa could be a top heel. Along with the fiend, well, no, a top baby face because she is a baby face. Even though it doesn't seem like she's a baby face, she is. Um, we've seen her go against Nikki Cross. You know, that match she had with her, she put her own twist on the sister Abigail move, which I thought was cool. Which is cool to me because you know we know she's not the fiend. We know she's not Bray Wyatt. For her to have the same moveset as Bray Wyatt is kind of goofy. She needs to be her own person. She needs to have her own moveset. And that match with Nikki Cross is kind of like an old rivalry, you know, refueled. I would like to see Asuka versus Alexa at some point. Even though I'm not surprised Bianca Blair won the Rumble. It would have been cool to see Alexa win. Even though somebody like Bianca Blair, who I've said... Deserves a push who I think could be one of the top females on SmackDown and given a huge title push. But it would have been nice to see Alexa win. I understand why she lost. But it would have been nice to see her win even though we probably will see her in a feud with Oscar here soon. She's definitely still in the title picture. You know, she's had that match with Oscar. And that match ended in disqualification. I don't see WWE dropping this feud. I see them, you know, reigniting this rivalry here soon. Even though she's still involved in a feud with Randy Orton, I do see Asuka versus Alexa somewhere down the road. I don't see why WWE wouldn't book this match 
I, I do think it would be great for WWE to book a match like this. Maybe even we'd see Oscar and Randy versus Alexa and The Fiend, maybe. Like I've said before, that's always a possibility. But since Bray Wyatt didn't return at the Royal Rumble, I definitely see him returning sometime in the next few weeks or even at the Elimination Chamber. This feud probably will drag into WrestleMania. I feel like we're going to get another Firefly Funhouse match at some point. But that's to be seen. Obviously, that was a plan for the Royal Rumble that didn't happen. I honestly wouldn't mind just seeing a one-on-one match with Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. But given the history that they have, I tend to think that we will see some type of stipulation to this match. But anything can happen. This is the road to WrestleMania. What one will we see the Fiend? That's the question. And that's where I'll leave that at. But the match I am hoping WWE books, guys, and I can't say this enough, is Roman versus Edge. Roman, who I've said in my last episode, is the top heel of SmackDown. He is the top guy. I believe Jey Uso is now injured. He is now facing an injury right now. I know Jimmy has been injured and he has been out of action for a good while. So this this isn't going to hurt Roman because Roman, he really doesn't need Jey Uso. He has Paul Heyman. Jey Uso, he's there, but I mean, it, it doesn't matter whether he's there or not because Roman really doesn't need him either way. Even though it's cool to have Jey by his side, he does not need him. But what will happen with the Tribal Chief what will his road to WrestleMania look like? Because right now we're just hearing rumors, guys. This is nothing confirmed. This is nothing that I can confirm. I don't think anybody can confirm at this point. With it being the road to WrestleMania, nobody knows what's going to happen. But if I'm booking these matches, I'm booking Edge and Roman. That, that you gotta book that match. Now I'm not saying that that Edge and Drew McIntyre couldn't put on a good match, but I just feel as if a high state card like WrestleMania, you gotta book Edge, the top babyface, versus the top heel. And just blow the roof off the the main event at WrestleMania. Now I'm wondering if Kevin Owens will feud with Roman going into Mania. Like I said, I don't see that happening though. I just, I don't see it happening. I'm wondering what they'll do with McIntyre. I'm kind of assuming maybe Randy Orton will maybe resume the feud with McIntyre. I don't know. There's always the fact that McIntyre could feud with Sheamus. Sheamus can get a big push. I don't see that happening, though, because I feel like Sheamus will face McIntyre at the Elimination Chamber. And then McIntyre will go over. And we we will see you know McIntyre feud with somebody else. Could it be Keith Lee? That'd be that'd be awesome to see Keith Lee feud with McIntyre. Um, who else could it be? Uh, man, um, trying to think, man, and I I can't think of somebody off the top of my head that can feud with McIntyre. We've seen McIntyre go over Goldberg. We've seen Goldberg put McIntyre over, which, given Goldberg's history, is a surprise to me. Um. 
Like I'm trying to think of somebody off the top of my head that can that can go against McIntyre at Mania. And the obvious choice for me would be Randy Orton, because if they go the route that I think they're going, and they do book Roman versus Edge, then the only choice I could see for WWE booking against McIntyre would be Randy Orton. It would just make sense given the history they have as well. But, like I said, Randy Orton could face Bray Wyatt going into Mania, depending on the timing of Bray Wyatt's return. So there's always that. Um, and what are the plans for the Elimination Chamber as well? You know, could McIntyre have the title going to, into WrestleMania? Will we see McIntyre defend his championship at the Elimination Chamber? Like I said, I could see you know McIntyre and Sheamus feuding. I could see there being a one-on-one -on -one match at the Elimination Chamber. But chances are we will see a WWE Championship match. Any in the Elimination Chamber match itself. Because given the tradition of the Elimination Chamber, that's what we've seen in the past. And I could see guys like Sheamus, Keith Lee, uh, maybe Cesaro or Nakamura, somebody like that, you know, being in those types of matches. That would be a good way for Alistair and Andrade to return. That's not going to happen, obviously. They didn't return at the Rumble. I would like to see returning Samoa Joe at some point return and, and challenge McIntyre at Mania, or McIntyre at some point for the title. Assuming that he has it for a good few months or so, which, like I said, I don't I don't see happening. Now the way WWE's booking McIntyre at this point, he very well could go on to WrestleMania, retain his title, and continue as champion. But I just don't see it happening. I could very well see WWE screwing us over and booking McIntyre versus Edge for the WWE Championship for the very reason because you know Roman is the top heel it, it, it's very hard to see them take that title off of Roman the, the Edge, Edge and Roman would have a great feud I mean they're both good talkers we've seen Roman's promo skills the last few weeks and he's on fire even as promo his promos are and Roman's recent history doing promos weren't that great. But now that he's a heel, his promos are on fire. But it's very hard for me to see them taking that title off of Roman, being how much time they invested in the Roman as a heel. So I very well could see Edge versus McIntyre and Edge beating McIntyre for the championship. That very well could happen. I don't see why that wouldn't happen. That's the route I'm kind of picking. I'm kind of going with that route. It, it would just make more sense. I mean, yes, we want to see Roman versus Edge. But in a long-term standpoint, that would make sense to see McIntyre versus Edge. But we'll see what happens in the Elimination Chamber and see if McIntyre still holds on to the title. Like I said, maybe Randy or versus Edge could still be the plan for WrestleMania. I don't know. But given what happened this past Monday, I do feel that Edge and Randy are done with their little feud. We will see uh, Randy Orton go against Bray Wyatt, who should return here in the next few weeks on Monday Night Raw or the Elimination Chamber itself. That could very well happen as well. But this is the Red to WrestleMania, guys. Like I said, this is heating up. I think we're on for a long journey heading into Mania. There's only, I think, 66, 65 days away till Mania. So we're in store for something big, maybe a few title changes. But we'll see. I want to thank you guys for listening. I want to give another shout-out to Dylan Busby and the Dress Casual Podcast. I want to thank him again for letting me join his show. 
Check out Wrestle Shoot with Rob Wilds. There's so many good podcasts to listen out there, guys. So many wrestling podcasts and so many great podcasts in general. But I want to thank you guys for listening every week, every Wednesday. I really am blessed to have so many listeners. But yeah, guys, catch me every Wednesday for a new episode. Thank you all for listening. I hope everyone is having a great day. Good night and God bless.